the late 80s, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the podcast Pat Trek. My continuing mission to introduce my friend Patrick to the best show that ever ran on television and to boldly go where millions of white guys with glasses have gone before. My friend Pat tries to get me, Pat, into Star Trek. Yep, yep. Hence the name. This show started only with a name. Yeah, it? It, was just, it was just the name, and we were like, now how do we talk about Star Trek? <laughs> and look at you guys now. Look at us now. Uh, eight episodes in. Nine episodes Nine, in. Nine. Yeah. Nine episodes in. Uh, and that voice you heard, that's Lindsay Beige. Welcome, hey. Lindsay. Hey, it's an honor and a pleasure to be here. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, wow. It's a good oh, review. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's the nicest thing anyone has ever said to me, ever. It's very genuine. Oh, well, thank you yeah, so much. Thank you for being on the show that we only started because the title was a pun. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best way to start anything, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, and I'd been talking about Star Trek a lot to Patrick, because he's a guy who I thought would be into the show. I just mm. never And he never it. saw it, and I was like, yeah. how are you not into this show? Uh, and now he's getting into it, right? Yeah, yeah. Are you getting into it, though? Not this episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Haven, man. Oh, boy, I know. Uh, well, there's only one interesting production fact or behind-the-scenes fact this week, and uh, that is that Armin Shimmerman is in the episode. Yeah. Now, he's most known for his role as Quark on Deep Space Nine, and we saw him earlier in the first time we ever saw the Ferengi. Uh, but in this episode, he's playing a box. Yeah. A face in a box. A face in a box. So That should tell you about what to expect. That's <laughs> what we're dealing with this, this week. Although yeah. jewels did come out of that box, so you never know what to expect. Yeah, party jewelry, too. <laughs> yeah. It was like they yeah. totally went to a party city. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever the 80s equivalent was yeah. of a party city. Yeah. Speaking of the 80s, this episode came out. November 30th, 1987. Ah. This is uh, Patrick's log. This is just where we kind of put the thing into context of what was going on in the news that week. Yep. There's not really anything... Oh, my God. Huge. No interesting production facts. <laughs> right. Not a very interesting episode. Well, no what, interesting news. One oh, interesting boy. thing that happened, you know, since we are, this podcast is in Chicago, uh, Harold Washington died that week. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh. So it says, uh, the death of Harold Washington ushers in... New chapter in the evolution of urban black politics, a successor for Chicago's late mayor, who's expected to be black, I think it was Eugene Sawyer, is not expected to face the same kind of bitter racial hostility. So yeah, Harold Washington, first black mayor yep. of Chicago. Uh, there was a huge divide, it's called the Council Wars, where like people were uh, going back and forth with like blocking any just minor reform that he tried to do. And then he died of stress, basically. Oh, really? Yeah, he had a, he had a heart attack. Wow. And people normally blame, it's just like, yeah, he was super stressed out. <laughs> Did well, he die in a library? No, no. They named the library after <laughs> oh, him. Oh, okay. No, well, he I died like actually. In in, I think he died in the mayor's office. Did he really? Yeah. Uh, the mayor's haunted. Uh, it could be haunted. haunted. Yeah, it could be yeah. haunted. Yeah. It'd been better if it was in the library with a wrench. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> well, we should get into the episode. Then. There is plenty to talk about in this episode. <laughs> oh, is oh, man. there? <laughs> man. Jeez. This episode was a garbage dumpster uh, fire. Yeah. yeah. Just. Yeah. And b- before we get into it, because I, I feel like, Lindsay, it's going to sound, we're going to get pretty negative about this episode. It, it's bound to happen. And I know you're a huge Star Trek huge. fan. Huge. I yeah. love Star Trek. I mean, I'm an original series girl. Yeah. 
Um, that's how I found my way into Star Trek. I started watching Next Gen much later in life. I'm actually not even through all the Next Gen episodes, but I'm like into season five. So yeah. I'm deep into it. I have a lot of love. And I was just telling you guys, I'm also, I've also been watching Voyager, which I realize is sacrilege among <laughs> like the Trekkie community. Yeah, for some reason it doesn't get the respect like Deep Space Nine gets. Of those later no. series, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I think it's, I think it's all right. Yeah. I mean, I don't have beef with it. Yeah, I've watched it. Uh, yeah, no, but I, I have a, a deep love of Star Trek, and I was just telling you my next tattoo is actually going to be of the Enterprise, original yeah. series Enterprise, oh, which nice. I'm really stoked about. Um, but I think Star Trek just represents this, you know, the the hope of what mankind could one day be, and mm-hmm. I find that really inspirational. Yeah. And this episode, man, did not live <laughs> up to any of that It was very <laughs> 80s, and yeah, I think because we, we had yikes. just watched it, and you were remarking the whole time, I was just like, oh man, this did not age well. No. <laughs> no. And you were absolutely right. <laughs> the entire thing looked like a Trapper Keeper cover. Oh yeah, even Armin mm. Shimmerman, like in that box. We need to get into the plot <laughs> yeah. points of the episode, but in that box, it's like, what? what is this? What is happening right now? Yeah, yeah. it's just so weird. <sighs> so it starts out with the Enterprise are going to this place, Haven, mm-hmm. where it's like, Supposed to, I guess, shore leave is why they're there. It's supposed to have healing qualities, and someone's like, "Oh, that's only a legend." And then Picard is like, "Legends are the spice of the universe." <laughs> so line. you know, like from the get go, <laughs> nothing in this episode is going to make any damn no, sense. No, because if Picard is talking that. nonsense, yeah, the episode is going to be nonsense. He's like the most centered person, and he's already like, just like babbling. <laughs> well, and I gotta say, so whenever in any Star Trek episode, when you go to an idyllic planet, or there's yeah. supposed to be like some kind of shore leave. Nothing ever goes right. No. And so you just know. Yeah. But they never land on the surface of the planet. No. Which kind of pissed oh, me off. Spoiler alert. Sorry. Patrick. Yeah, yeah spoiler. They oh, never man. go to this place. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Because then they get like, uh, Riker gets called to the transporter room. But what they interrupt is probably the weirdest pornography. Yes. That Riker is watching a hologram of two ladies playing the harp. Yeah, and he's watching it very... Sexually. Sexually, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. it looked like it was about ready to turn into something really R-rated. Like yeah. Any second. So he gets interrupted. And, and he, he even says when he yeah. turns it off, he's like, I'll see you later, Yeah, ladies. sorry, ladies, <laughs> duty calls, is what he says. <laughs> it's bizarre. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they they go there and they're like, oh, there's some weird object being beamed up to us. We don't know what the deal is. And it's a head in a box. I, I feel like it's more like a head attached to, to a, a box. box. Right, yeah. In yeah. It, yeah, it's on it. Yeah. Right. It's not like a severed head. This is like some kind of robot thing, I think, I hope. Ooh, I, I hope this isn't some poor creature that's been like tortured. <laughs> I kind of yeah. hope it is. Yeah, I think <laughs> it's, a, it's a living thing. Yeah, yeah. So, they never claim um, that the Betazoids have like magic or anything. No, so it's got to be a living creature. Yeah, I would assume. I mean, it is silver, so maybe it is meant to be a robot. Oh, I don't know. It definitely does not look like a robot. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. Yeah, it's weird. It's just you know the guy that plays Quark's face <laughs> painted painted silver in this box, and it yep. announces that like, oh, I have a message for Deanna Troy. Uh, the Miller family is coming. This the momentous day is soon to come, and like these shitty plastic jewels spill out of them. <laughs> yeah, everything yeah. about it is weird, <laughs> and they figure out that's like, oh, Deanna Troy's getting married. So it's like some arranged marriage. 
Yeah, that that it's from her uh, father's. It's her father's best friend, right? Yeah. yeah. It was her father's best friend growing up. They were family friends, and they had made this vow that their children would be genetically bonded yeah. in a betazoid ceremony. And it's hilarious because she's realizing the implication of what is going to happen when the box shows up. Mm-hmm. Deanna Troy, that is. And she starts like slowly backing away, like someone's going to stab her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, she's got Riker might. He might. Riker is standing Riker's right next to her. Happy about I it. bet yes. you he wishes he could stab her. Ah, yeah. 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 He does, yeah. Especially after watching that porn. He's yeah. all ready yeah. to go. <laughs> Sorry, ladies. He's got a lot of tension. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's just really weird because like Is this not that kind of podcast? No, it's fine. It's <laughs> can be. That's what happened. Yeah. It can be. Yeah. I I mean like it, because like this is the first time we hear about this marriage. Yeah. Apparently it's the first time anyone else on the yeah. ship is. So, yeah, it's her, her dad's best friend uh, arranged to have her married a long time ago. She's like, I didn't think he was going to go through with it. Mm-hmm. She tells Picard, like, hey, I'm going to do this. I'm not going to stay on the ship. Everyone just kind of seems to be okay with that. Yeah. You know what's yeah. even weirder is, you know, she, she finds out through the boxed head that <laughs> this marriage is still continuing. And then we're going to get to this in a hot second, yeah. but her mother shows up, and clearly there was, like, no, like, Calling her up like, hey, I'm right. coming. Yeah. Remember, you're getting married. That's why I'm going to show up. And it's just, man, I mean, there's laying a lot on Deanna Troy there. Yeah. yeah I mean, <laughs> there's got to be some wedding planning that needs to happen. Right. right. They, they definitely start wedding planning after. Uh, after they show up. Yeah. And, yeah. like, inform her that, oh, by the way, this is going to happen. Right. right. And then, uh, like, Riker is sitting there and he's just like, what? What's going on? Yeah. She's like, look, man, you all you wanted to be is a starship captain. You know, <laughs> which if shut that's up, true, dude. It's like the saddest thing knowing Riker's future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah, I gotta say, I mean, I get it from a Riker perspective because, and you know, Pat O'Rourke. I told you this earlier, but you know, my husband's like free pass on Dan and Troy. <laughs> <laughs> if I ever get a chance, yeah. Dan and Troy's it. So I get it. Yeah, you know. Well, why you get why Riker's so hung up on her? Or? Yeah, I mean she's hot. Yeah. I think she's hot, and they're very <laughs> compatible as far as looks go. Yeah, and that's about it. Yeah, they're right. both they're both attractive people. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, on on a starship alone in space somewhere, yeah. like you can see how a relationship would develop. Right. Right. But totally. It yeah, it's completely falling apart just like in an instant because mm. like the whole will they won't they thing is. You know, it's just like, oh no, I'm getting married. <laughs> but this was never mentioned. But yeah. you know, by the way, yeah, uh, yeah, arranged marriage. Also, arranged marriage is apparently a thing that we still do. Yeah, and that, <laughs> that right? and hypnotism are still right. around in the future. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my favorite part though has been probably is when her in-laws arrive. Yeah, and the dad is just some bumbling oaf in like a tweed suit. And this was apparently the best friend of Deanna Troy's father. <laughs> and they show up in the most 80s outfits yeah. possible. And obviously Star Trek is a slave to whatever time it's in. Like they can't, you can only imagine an outfit so far into the future or a right. hairstyle. But I swear to God, when the mother-in-law showed up, she looked straight out of Troop Beverly Hills. Like that giant <laughs> cape that, yeah. you know, she wears. It was fantastic. Yeah. And the, like the son is a guy named Wyatt. And he like he gives her the chameleon rose, which is like so I think looks like a mood ring. <laughs> I think I hate Wyatt and I his hate chameleon Wyatt. rose yeah. as much as you hate uh, uh, Will Wheaton. 
Uh, Wesley. Sorry. Uh, yeah, as Wesley. I, Wesley. I don't know Will Wheaton, yeah. uh, so <laughs> I have no feelings towards him. Yeah. I, I don't like the character Wesley. I hate Wyatt, too. Yeah, I think sucks. I hate Wyatt as much as you hate, yeah, Wesley Crusher. Yeah. Well, that actor, that Robert Nepper, I think that's how you say his last name. I mean, he's always plays a badass in every film thereafter, and he is such a weaselly little looking dude. 12-year-old little punk. He's, yeah, he's yeah. Like a 12-year-old kid who needs a good slap in the face. Yeah. <laughs> he did have a very punchable face. Yeah, man. oh, totally. Yeah. <laughs> but they, like, they go off to their quarters or whatever, and like Troy's like, oh, man, my mom's coming. By the way, she is super weird. <laughs> And she shows up with like an eight foot tall gray dude who's mm-hmm. just not really explained what his deal is. Who is just Lurch. It's yeah, it's Lurch. It's essentially Lurch. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, she is just, she's a mess. Yeah, well, Loxana Troy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She just keeps talking about like very personal things <laughs> to Captain Picard. So, Lindsay, we talked about this a little bit uh, before we started podcasting. What are your views on Lexana Troy? She's insufferable. Yeah. Later or just this episode? I think she's always insufferable, and Mm. I know you don't tend to agree, but I think she's just a woman who really wants people to know how enlightened and fuckable she is. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It becomes fun. And then it's fun when she hangs out with Worf's kid in that episode. Have you seen that one yet? Yeah, yeah. I mean, she has some endearing moments, but this episode was one long non-endearing moment. No, she's horrible in this episode. Yeah. I'm try. I'm trying. I'm trying to like say that this is the seed of something amazing because often some of these bad episodes at least plant some great seeds. This yeah. one, mm, well, ah. she was just like insulting humans, yeah, the whole for time for five minutes, yeah. and then finally Troy's just like, just shut the fuck up, mom. Like, what, <laughs> what is multiple the- times she says, shut the fuck up, mom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, it's just it's very weird. Uh, the captain at one point, like when he's just. He literally bows out of a conversation, and it's just so weird that he's just like, uh-huh, uh-huh, and like bows out backwards out of a, a door. Because she tells him to leave. Yeah. <laughs> she forces Captain Picard to leave a room on his own damn ship. Insufferable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the, the way Captain Picard leaves is awesome, though. I will yeah. say that. That's a highlight. Because yep. he like awkwardly steps out, kind of like does a half-bow smile thing, and then yep. the doors close. <laughs> yep. Well, it's because she made him carry her luggage. Yeah. Oh, but that's when we find out that the eight foot tall right. dude is her valet. He's her, yeah, her valet. Right. Yeah. And she was basically just trying to humiliate Picard, I guess. But she just, you know, she lets Troy know that's like, oh, you know, why it's a good guy. Uh, I sense a remarkable depthness uh, or whatever in, in him. So he's apparently not the enormous tool that we thought he was. Oh, t- or so... Well, she's like, look at her. She says. Like, who is she to judge? I know. <laughs> I think I think this was just supposed to be like... This was just the script telling instead of showing, because Wyatt is really nothing but a tool yeah. this entire episode. Yeah. I, will, I mean, there's a lot of exposition in this episode. Oh, there's a ton. Yeah. yeah, and especially so when Loxana Troy shows up and is clearly has a, an American accent, yeah. and her daughter does not, <laughs> she oh, just yeah. slips in randomly. Oh, whenever you speak, you remind me so much of your father. And it's like, oh, oh, that's where it came from. Got <laughs> yeah. it. Okay. Thanks for explaining. Yeah. <laughs> Still not explain why Captain Picard, a French guy, has a British accent. We're just gonna leave that unexplained. Uh, it's all the translators. Yeah, okay. We went over this. Right. Yeah, I wouldn't think about it too much. Don't don't think. About well, it the translate everybody. <laughs> In theory, everybody could be speaking different languages, and since they have that comms badge that translates everything, and this is what I love about it, is that that implies to me that you're able to pick your own accent. Ooh. Yeah. 
You know what? I could live in that reality. Wouldn't that be cool? Yeah. What accent would you pick? Ooh. You know, I think I would um, just go with a really deep Canadian accent. <laughs> so yeah. it's just like Confuse a little everyone. bit slight. Yeah. Like yeah. there's not really, you can't really tell, but every once in a while you find me endearing. Yeah. Because of the way I say about a boot. You're like, oh, that's yeah. so sweet. Oh. <laughs> and then if, and if I had a Canadian accent, everyone would assume I'm really nice. Right, right. What about you? Oh, gosh, Dutch. Yeah, Dutch. whoa. Yeah, I'd go Dutch. <laughs> you really pulled that one out. Well, you know, so I. you had in your mind for a while. <laughs> yeah, I remember when I was in Amsterdam how like. Sorry, Dutch people. I don't know. I don't know much about about your culture, to be honest. But uh, mm. they seem so like, oh. <laughs> it's good you preface that with an apology. <laughs> Just like so like. Apologies to all the Dutch listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody, uh, all of our huge fan base in the Netherlands. Yeah, but they just seem so like, oh, there we go. Oh, I God, don't know. You're just making it worse. <laughs> We're losing like 30% of our audience. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean it in a good way. It sounds so fun. And I mean, according to all of the all of the statistics we have, like everyone that listens to this show lives in Rotterdam. So yeah. you're just digging us <laughs> so, a hole. Sorry, guys. Sounds about right. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so the next thing that happens is like, the Haven. So remember Haven? Oh, that, that whole planet? reason that that <laughs> oh, they came to the planet in the first place, like the the planet they never show up on. They're like, oh hey guys, by the way, we're still here. Uh, yeah, you know that that whole reason that you came here in the first place. Oh, there's a ship coming towards us. Uh, it went through our defenses. By the way, we don't have defenses. <laughs> <laughs> Could you do anything about that? Uh, to which at this point, Lindsay goes. Why? <laughs> if, you, if you're the most beautiful, coveted planet that's literally heaven in space, why would you not have a defense system? Yeah, you should have something. I feel like that's just brass tacks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even the last, you know, idyllic planet had some kind of god outside right. of yeah. it. Right, right. That would just fuck yeah. anybody up that tried to, you know, breach yeah. its defenses. If yeah. you don't have fucking magic, you better have missiles. Yeah. <laughs> or lasers or whatever they have. Magic, or missiles. magic missiles. Yeah. yeah. Right. Get to roll 3D4. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> but then uh, Troy goes to talk to Wyatt. Yeah. And finds out that Wyatt's a doctor. So, you know, that's something, I guess. Uh, <laughs> that's a redeeming quality. Yeah, yeah he's a little book like, learning. Oh, yeah. uh, I'm a doctor. You read minds. Okay, that's pretty cool. So they, they look like they're starting to build up like some kind of mutual respect, I guess. Uh, still, this entire time in this shot, and we were talking about this when we were watching it, <laughs> the fucking like mood rose yeah. is in it's there. It's so weird looking. <laughs> Terrible. The effects are just bad. Yeah. It just looks like a blob. It's yeah, a- and it's bad. It's not even bad for the 80s. Like, yeah, it's or it's bad because it's the 80s. It's just like horrible it's graphics. Bad, poorly yeah. done. Yeah. It's just like some plastic nobules on a, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I can't, it's not even worth talking yeah. about. <laughs> <laughs> it was just so distracting to me. And then by the time, at least they changed the color of it by the end of the scene. And I was like, thank God yeah. you did something with that weird looking rose. Right. Uh, but the only like really important thing that is <laughs> expressed in this Not entire nothing. conversation is just like, oh yeah, we're getting married. Uh, also, here's the deal with Riker. Like, she explains Riker to this guy, and he's like, oh okay. <laughs> and that even she was just somebody on the ship. Yeah. And he's right. like, oh, do I have something to be worried about? And, she, and she's like, no, because he wants to be a Starfleet captain. And it's, you know, which is the Star- second time they've said that. And I think they go on to say it like two more times, yeah. actually, in the episode. And at least one person is staring wistfully into the distance as that is said every time. <laughs> oh, yeah. True that. Yeah, Troy's like, he wanted to be a Starship captain, just stares off at nothing. 
Like yeah. it's her dream or something. <laughs> you know, we did we did skip over the part where she goes in. So after she finds out she's getting married, before mm-hmm. you know they drop off the luggage, she goes into Picard's. Or is that coming up? She goes into Picard's office and he's like, "Are you going to be staying with us?" Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. that was at the beginning, and he is apparently fine with her leaving. He doesn't like it. Yeah, but there's really nothing he can do. Well, it's pretty right. expensive to replace an employee. You know, yeah, especially when they can through. read minds. Yeah. Sort of <laughs> when it's convenient. Yeah, when when can yeah. occasionally read minds. It's like, man, I gotta find another plot device. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the first time they bring up the starship captain piece because yeah. Riker's in the room and she's like, "Will you want to be a starship captain?" And he does that like that lean, that sad lean yeah. up against the wall. Uh, yeah. Right. Best acting of his career, probably. Mm, yeah. Easily, he was probably it's... trying to hide his boner from the harp ladies, <laughs> <with> like... <laughs> taping it down. Right. <laughs> Have you ever seen? I gotta it? lean weird. Hold on. <laughs> Don't look at me. <laughs> Sorry, I cannot get over the weird harp ladies from oh, the beginning of this episode. It was so strange. Yeah, you really just got to see it if you haven't seen it. And it, it was also not necessary to the plot it whatsoever. No, <laughs> no purpose. It was supposed to be, he's like at home relaxing is what they're showing. This is how Riker relaxes. relaxes. He yeah. watches two women play the harp. Play the harp. Very suggestive. Yeah, and yeah. he talks to them. Yeah. <laughs> this is not weird. This is the future. This is what we will be doing in the future. I hope. Yeah, but, me too. <laughs> we get more sophisticated. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the so that ship, uh, apparently these people are called Torellians. Mm-hmm. It's heading towards the Enterprise. And Picard's like, oh, yeah, we should probably do something about that. And they have this whole scene where they're in like this conference room, and they're talking about the Torellians. And I think it's like Data and LaForge are just like, uh, yeah, they used to like be on two different continents, and they went to war with each other, and they made like this genetic disease thing. Uh, and it almost wiped him out. And then everyone's just like, oh, yeah, I knew that. Yeah, I knew that, too. And Picard's just like, yeah, I knew that, too. Everyone knew <laughs> yeah. what they're talking about in this conference room. Yeah. Which part of me, I, at first I hated this, but then I was just like, oh, wait, this has been literally every meeting that I've oh, ever yeah. been in at work. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like the Starship Enterprise is just basically... Every like every workplace mm-hmm. where someone called a meeting for no good reason just to hear themselves talk and convey information that everyone already knew to prove that they knew this information. But Pat, plot exposition. I know, yeah, I know. <laughs> There's we the audience didn't know any of this yeah. shit. So Nor I'm gonna make the argument that we didn't need to know any of this shit. I don't either. think we did either. <laughs> well, I mean we because you know, when they realize it's a Torellian ship. Picard's reaction is, we need to stop them before they destroy us all. And then the music kicks in and it cuts yeah. to what would be a commercial. Right. And you're like, wait, wh- why? Why are they going to destroy us? And so I guess we did need to understand. But, you know, they really got some digs in on humanity during oh, yeah. that one. Yeah. Beverly Crusher was like, yeah, you know, they had about 20th century Earth level intelligence. Right. Yeah. So something around the level of November thirtieth, nineteen eighty seven. Well, it was all bio warfare. Was their whole right, thing. right, yeah. yeah, very sad times. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and so then it goes like switches back to the marriage. Uh, so Victoria Miller, which is Wyatt's mom, uh, is talking to Picard, and they're like, "Oh, well, you know, of course, the captain's going to perform the marriage." And uh, Troy's mom is like, no, that's not going to happen. Is like, we're going to do a Betazoid marriage, which apparently everyone is naked for. Yeah. And uh, th- it's just, it goes into this huge uh, argument. And meanwhile, Mr. Hom, which is like the huge eight-foot-tall gray dude, is just getting 
hammered yeah. in the background. Yeah. This Which, entire scene. Again, is it in in the original series? Are they actually drinking alcohol? Because I feel like even in Wrath of Khan, they have to sneak it. It's always sneaking I thought in. It was alcohol. like synthetic alcohol. But nobody gets yeah. But nobody gets drunk, right? Well, I feel like in the original series, there's a lot of episodes where they're having shore leave and they are getting a little bit toasty. Um, on drinks. I don't know what they're specifically But it's drinking. Romulan ale. That's sometimes when, it's Romulan ale, but sometimes right. there's other things too. Okay. But generally the Romulan ale. I feel like there's inconsistency on whether or not you can get drunk off of... Man, yeah. You can't, if you there's can't alcohol. get drunk in the future? Well, there, yeah, Romulan we ale doing? gets you drunk, but that's why it's illegal. What kind of that's utopia I, is this? <laughs> I thought it was illegal because, you know, Romulans. Well, right. Right. <laughs> But also because of the impact of it. It was right. like a, yeah, it's like Cuban cigars. I yeah. mean, are they positing that in the future people don't need to get drunk? Right, because they don't eat meat either. They get rid of all of those things. They, they got all har- the vices are gone. Yeah. Well, if that's the case. <laughs> that's their only vice now. No, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Count me out. Yeah, totally. I'm just saying, it does, then why can uh, the tall guy get drunk? I mean, he apparently can because, like, he is hammered. He like they start yeah, eating. He totally and is. he's just like going to town on this gong. Yeah, which oh, is annoying gong. as hell. Like, there is so there, there's a huge argument scene at uh, at dinner, and there's this weird gong going off the entire and, time. And Data, by the way, and Data is being really creepy because he apparently has never seen an argument before, so he's really into all of this. Yeah. Data would have really loved to live during this time frame in reality television. Oh, yeah. I feel like this I would find have been a fascinating. Day. Yeah, um, field day. The gong was going off every time Luxiana Troy ate food. Yeah. So every time she put food in her mouth, he'd hit the gong. It's apparently mm-hmm. some Betazoid tradition or yeah, something to thank them. Thank for, them for the food. Yeah. Although the way they placed the gong was whenever there was some kind of. Um, plot device that was kind of being discussed. Yeah. So when Dr. Crusher says to Wyatt, I'm so glad I have another doctor on board. Your medical like background is going to be so helpful. Then the gong goes off. Right. Yeah. It's like foreshadowing. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, so obvious. Yeah. It's really weird. Uh, so it explodes into this argument. Troy leaves. Yeah, and, oh, Deanna, and, Deanna yeah, goes from zero to 60 in a bow. Oh, screaming. man. I mean, there's some petty argument with the parents. There's the weird plant pet that, yeah. which I didn't get at all. Which It, it really looked like a $4 plant vine you'd buy at Michael's, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> the it propping did. there it was not did. special. I, I think I may have skipped over something, which was oh, uh, no. Wyatt's picture oh the biggest oh, part of the God. show it's like the end's not gonna make any sense now yeah no because because when <laughs> it didn't make any sense even with this it, did, it didn't make any sense which is probably why i forgot it when troy was talking to wyatt yeah uh he had a picture uh, a bunch of pictures, pictures of some like romance novel cover woman and he was like yeah this is the woman i saw in my dreams i thought you would be her. i thought you would be her yeah and he is like clutching this thing to his chest the entire episode. Like the velveteen rabbit and that little boy. Yeah. <laughs> it is bizarre. He's like a again, he's like a twelve year old. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, you're being very kind with the description of the lady because I thought it was very soft core porn. Yeah, it was also yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. This like the hair was all frazzled and weird. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and well, and they even had a nice little feather around the edges, so it got oh, nice and yeah. soft. It was yeah. incredibly eighties. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, this episode could not see beyond its time frame no. that it yeah. was filmed in. No. Uh, so that's the situation we're dealing with there. And meanwhile, Riker is like brooding in the holodeck. He's he's like set to desert. Yeah, which emo I desert. love. I love emo Riker in this yeah. scene. He's so great. He's just pouting on a rock in the middle of a fake desert he made. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Troy, Troy like goes in and they're like talking about, you know, hey, you know, the situation sucks, but you did want to be a starship captain, I guess. It's like, okay. And then Wyatt comes in and he's fine. Yeah. He's How fine did he with find everything. them in there, by the way? Yeah, good point. He just wanders in to this. And poor Riker is trying to have a moment alone to cry. Yeah. Right. Everybody knows right where he is. Or to like maybe make out with Deanna a little bit. Yeah. Which he clearly was trying to oh, do. She yeah. slid up right next to him. Yeah. Yeah. But then Riker leaves and she makes out with Wyatt. Yeah. Oh, the feelings really escalated all throughout this episode yeah. in a way that did not make sense. No. Right. Because like I thought that they had just a partnership basically he's like well i guess we're have to get married he but, literally said when they were talking about marriage she's like well we will be together for a long time and he goes yeah i guess that's the point of marriage yeah <laughs> to be together for a long time <laughs> she does say something though that i think really indicates where where deanna's at and that uh as a betazoid she separates physical love from platonic love so she could totally in her True. mind be making out hooking up with Riker as much as she wants yeah uh, but that's got nothing to do with the platonic love that she feels for Wyatt. But she does make out with Wyatt a little bit. She does. So, I mean, maybe the Betazoids really are the truly enlightened species. <laughs> yeah. That, you know, like, what do we know? They're like Spock. They don't have jealousy. and Right, but Spock doesn't like to make out. No? Yeah. No, he only does, in the original series, he does once, but he's on drugs. Is that that's the only time he makes out? Yeah. How do Vulcans... Get mates. Okay. So if you've never <laughs> watched the original series, which I highly implore everyone to do, um, there is like one of the very first season episodes is where Spock has to go back. I mean, it's not the first season, but he has to go back to Vulcan for a mating session. I've seen this episode. Yeah. Amok time, I think. Yeah, yeah. The Amok time. And yeah. it's basically... Um, you get to fight to the death. Yeah, to, he fights... Uh, to bone. What, for the like mating rights? Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. He fights uh, Kirk with like this weird axe club thing. Yeah, <laughs> Kirk puts himself in the ring actually, so that way Spock does not have to like get killed by somebody else or kill somebody else. Because what happens in your Vulcan is the only time your emotions take over is apparently when you got a boner, sure. and then like you gotta go for it. You gotta just do whatever it takes. <laughs> it's like the exact opposite for humans, where there's like only one emotion that yeah. a man can think of when he's got a boner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and anger and violence isn't one of those. Not yeah. the most, most men, and yeah. maybe for some. The Vulcans, <laughs> the Vulcans can never find out about the sexy harp ladies. No. Yeah. <laughs> it must be hidden from them at all costs. It'll be a dangerous world. Yeah. It's so true. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, the uh, so that ship with like all the diseased people is heading to Haven, I guess, because to try to get healed. No, Picard, they want to die there. The, or they want to die there. They're like, <laughs> yeah. I, we, at, at the very least, if this doesn't work, we just want to find a, a nice island to die on. Yeah. This is basically what they want. So Whoa. Picard tries to stop them by using the tractor beam, and they end up hailing the vessel. And the first thing we see is that lady... <laughs> From Wyatt's shitty pictures. Yep. But do we know that it's that lady? It's it really hard look to like tell. Her yeah. at all. <laughs> She's just some blonde lady. Yeah. 
with very a 80s hot yeah. smoking bad by yeah, the way. yeah. And, and in a very 80s outfit it looks like a white snake video oh, basically totally. oh, she's been doing a lot of what jazzercise Is yeah it, that have been the some kind of aerobics yeah. man she looked she good. good she did look good in fact, I think she came on screen and was like, damn. <laughs> oh, and then, of course, and then you called this your favorite scene of the... <laughs> yeah. She doesn't say anything. She, she's the first person you see when they hail on screen with her smoking bad. And then they're like, hey, and, and Picard's like, can you hear us? You know, respond. And then some older white man just comes up <laughs> behind her and just shoves her Shove, off screen. Literally he's like, shoves her. He's like, all right, like, get out of here. <laughs> and starts talking for her instead. So, I mean, she served her purpose, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they're going to like, <laughs> they're going to like tractor beam these people away uh, and just beam them over some medical supplies. It's just like, oh, well, you know, you got these terminal diseases. Here's some Band-Aids. Uh, hope that works out. Please stay the fuck away. Yeah. <laughs> but why it like incapacitates the tractor or the... Well, Beverly Crusher sees him stealing a bunch of extra shit. Yeah. Yeah. And he goes into the ship. Yeah. He, like, sends himself there. Yeah, and then he teleports over there. Right, and he finds... This is the weirdest part for me. (laughs) He finds all these shitty drawings of him. Yeah. And they're, like, bad drawings. It's, like... In some of them, his eyes are like lopsided, like yeah. a child drew yeah. them. Yeah. It's like several different artists were commissioned <laughs> for the pictures. Yeah. And the way that this is explained is because right before he, he left, Deanna Troy's mom tells him that time, space, and thought are all one. Yeah, they are. So we get we get we oh, go back to that bullshit. again. Let we, me let me say something about this. So he's it keeps dreamed coming of, back. Right. Well, like he's dreamed of this woman his whole life. He comes they call him into um Words are eluding me, they, but they call him into the command center and they're looking, you know, through uh, through the window and they're talking like, "Why? It's you. We knew it'd be you." So they've dreamt of him, obviously. Too, like either this girl has or this yeah. group of diseased people have. I think it's the whole group. I, you might be right. I think it's the group. So they're like, "Oh, like why we've been dreaming each other? Why do we know each other? How do they know my name? I've never met these people." And it just gets explained away, like not even like in a. Like in an interesting way, right. <laughs> it's like in a way of, you know, we're we're all one. That's yeah, it. Right. Well, if we're all one. Why did you? Dream? You could have dreamt about anybody else. Yeah. yeah. Why these people? You could have dreamt I don't have this disease anymore. Right. <laughs> and then you're cured. If instead they dreamed about this shitty doctor that they hope will cure them. Right. So he's on the vessel. He's got whatever they got now. Yeah. And right away, right, he's cozying up with a hot bod girl immediately. Right. And but they they're yeah. like, hey, you know. He's gonna cure us. We we dreamed of this guy, and they he just like says goodbye to his parents and Deanna Troy, who is apparently fine with this situation too. She has like no reaction. She's just so like, you know what? Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> you. You got the white snake video girl. Yep. You got a terrible disease. Well, I'm gonna go You're back. You're gonna be to, all right. Does she separating physical love and platonic love? I well, guess she so. wants what's best for him. Yeah. The Betazoids truly are an enlightened people. They are. That's why they're so rude. Well, but she, but Deanna's not rude. No, well, well she's half human, so she keeps she keeps it more inside. So when I'm rude, does that mean I'm enlightened? Mm. Mm. See, no. I, I feel like it doesn't go both ways. No, but <laughs> some of the rudest people I know are the most uh, observant. That's true. Well, you know, they really laid on a lot of thick observations. Yeah. They did, <laughs> yeah. they did. <laughs> and they were exhausting. And they were. Yeah. So now everyone, I guess, is just fine with. Wyatt dying, which... 
I, I mean, because he is definitely going to die. He's oh, not yeah. going to cure this disease. There's he's, all, got all, a, <laughs> he's got a little tackle box full of he's got a, yeah. supplies. He, he brought a first aid kit to basically, like, cure cancer. <laughs> he is That's not true. prepared. No, not at all. And everyone is leaving, and my the best part of this episode is when Hom, the huge eight-foot-tall gray guy, he has not said anything the entire episode. He just goes, thank you for the drinks. <laughs> <laughs> and they all, like, beam out. Yeah. Which is how everyone should party. Show up to a party, yep. don't say much, drink, be polite, don't gong, though. Yeah. <laughs> and then thank everyone for the drinks when you leave. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So Hom had a good time, at least. Picard yeah. said something really interesting at the end, and it's leaving me now, too. He was just basically like, let's get the fuck out yeah, of here. Yeah, like, well, more to explore. Yeah. <laughs> he said, he goes, this was obviously not our destiny. Yeah, that's what yeah. He <laughs> <laughs> Even Picard. Guess we'll never go to the planet. Yeah, even Picard was just like, this was a waste of time. <laughs> that's, yeah. And, but then he, re- he rounds out, Vic, but Deanna, I'm glad that your destiny is still with us. Oh, he does. Yeah. And credits. And yeah. credits. Well, Lindsay, this is a part of the episode where we like to rank what we just saw. So oh. we have a three-ranking three, three <laughs> ranking system or a three-part ranking system. There is set to kill. That means it was awesome. You would recommend it to all your friends. Set to stun means it's worth watching again. Uh, and then there is leave it in the holster, and that is skip this episode, never revisit. There's no reason to ever listen. Uh, Patrick, do you want to go first? With leave it in the holster. Uh, leave it in the holster. Uh, uh, why? I think you knew that I was going to say that. I mean, man, it's just... It did not age well if this had ever been well at all. <laughs> uh, none of the characters' motivations really make much sense. Everyone just seems to be okay with like a major life change uh, at at the from the very top. And I, I like again, like the whole time space thought thing just seemed like a bit of a cop out to explain the major crux of the episode. Yeah, I like that it came back, but you're absolutely yeah. Right. I mean, it was entertaining to watch just because of how goofy it was <laughs> but i wouldn't recommend it yeah okay all right Lindsay, what do you think i hate to do this but this is a holster episode for sure i mean it's it was pointless it does not advance <laughs> any other part of the series um it was emotionally unbelievable from beginning to end again with like like you said patrick with like the life choices and the things that were happening yep. just was not not a good one I have to agree with both of you. Yeah. Oh, uh, man. It's, a, it's totally a leave it in the holster episode. I don't know if we've had a consensus like this in a unanimous sense. decision. This yeah. episode sucks. It's not a good one. My whole thing is that it was pointless. It's it's yeah. like it's what I don't like about the battle too. Uh, it's a pointless episode. It's Picard with a headache, and then he doesn't evolve at all. This is like, oh, Deanna, Deanna has something that might happen. Eh, it doesn't happen. Right. That's the whole, it's like nothing important. It doesn't even advance the Troy Riker romance because it takes so long to get back around to that. The whole thing was just like spinning its wheels. Yeah, totally. Uh, So podcast listener, don't bother watching it. And if you did, (laughs) tell us what we got wrong. (laughs) I mean, do whatever you want. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) we had a lot of debate about the alcohol stuff. If you can uh, tell us, you know, fill in the gaps about alcohol and what it's like in, in the Star Trek universe. Yeah. That would be great. Can yeah. you get drunk? Hom apparently got drunk. Yeah, he could. And uh, Polywater gets Poly you drunk. Get, gets you fucked up. Yeah, but we know that. We know that. And Romulan Ale, I know that too. Yeah. But otherwise, the other stuff they're drinking, I'm sure of it. They explain it away later in the series. So I'm so Probably. confused. But I mean, you can order anything out of the, the food sourcing machine. So where are like the smokers and the drug addicts then? Enlightened, Pat. 
But there's still alcohol. They're all on Deep Space Nine. Because alcohol, <laughs> <laughs> alcohol will never die. It'll never go away. Okay. Well, okay. Okay. That's my story. I'm sticking <laughs> to it. All right. Well, that's it. Is there anything, Patrick, you want to talk about before we get out of here? Uh, yeah. Listen to this on iTunes. Give us a rating. Yeah. That, Five stars. Yeah. That helps us like improve and... Uh, what shows up? Somebody gave us a four star rating. Now, That's all right. I appreciate four stars, but you four know, still good. Hey, bump that up to a five. Give us <laughs> one more. Why not? You've already given us four They're probably stars. Dutch, yeah, which, as you know, oh, you have God. insulted. <laughs> oh yeah, now, I was trying to be nice. Well, now that you've done that, the ratings are just gonna pull that. Oh, listen oh, to this. Geez. Also, listen to Politicked Off. Uh, that's the other podcast that I do with uh, Zach Mast. It's a weekly news roundup thing. We talked about Ted Cruz having sex this mm. week. Mm. Um, so maybe don't listen to that one. Yeah, but <laughs> another surefire way to get low reviews. Right. <laughs> uh, Lindsay, is there anything you want to talk about? No, I mean you can follow me um, on Twitter at Lindsay Bache. I haven't tweeted in there in a while. I might again though. We'll see. Yeah, I don't know. Anything could happen. <laughs> and you can follow me on Twitter at Pat Likes to Tweet because Facebook is for noobs. Uh, let me think. Check out Making New Friends. That's the old podcast, the original one. I don't think I'm going to be doing it for that much longer. So. Uh, Please keep listening now so you can ride it to the end. See, another reason to give it a bad review and not listen. You're going to have to kill yourself off. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to kill Pat (laughs) O'Rourke. That'd be actually pretty awesome. So please give it a listen. If you are a big fan of the show and don't want me to end it, let me know. But I think it's it's starting to run its course. Uh, What else? Um, I think that's it. Let's see what's out there. (laughs) Beaches. Hot sauce. Beaches. Sauce. Beaches. Hot sauce.